Hey everybody, Drew here to welcome to another episode of Cosmic Crit. Not too much going on in the critter world right now, but there is something going on in the real world, especially if you live in the United States. I just want to encourage everybody out there to go and vote. As you're listening to this, it's probably too late to get registered if you're not registered already, but you still have time if you are registered to go vote early in a number of states or, of course, gear up for Election Day in a couple of weeks. It is your civic duty, and please go out there and do it now. I hope you guys have enjoyed what we have done in the last book of this show, but, oh, that book's over. We've got a new book here! And I hope you guys enjoy our next step in our adventure as we get into episode 156, Aft Impact. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. I'm here to kick, pronking, butt, and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This week on Cosmic Nukem. Hail to the crit, baby. This is your GM, Patrick here, your greasy movie producer out in La La Land, inviting the Duke back to clean up the streets of L.A. Joining me in pumping shotgun shells and fighting alien scum are my five friends and your player twos. To my right, if she kicks you hard enough, you turn into a pile of money. It's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia. Hello. Across from her, he's tossing pipe bombs left and right so you can come get some. It's true delivery Neko 7. There's no joke about this that I can make that the franchise already hasn't made itself. To my right, you will rip your head off and fleam down your neck. It's Tyler dredging up to Basho. I would never do such a thing. I'm about the nicest guy he'll ever meet. Across from him, he'll hit you with a shrink ray and send summons to finish you off. It's Jabir playing his dressed. Hey, hey, hey. And across the digital table, this pig cop turned in his badge, decided to take the law into his own hands. Why, it's Miles mixing it up with Sprouts. Good evening. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're doing well, doing swell. Doing pretty good. Uh, I get wistful this time of year as we are looking back at the early infancy of Cosmic Crit Season 1 back in October of 2017. Do you guys remember what episode nine of the podcast was called? A little pop quiz for you all. Was it Night of the Living Diplomat? How did you remember that, <laughs> Miles? It was, it, it was horror-themed. It was October. Uh-huh. October. Right? I, 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 I remember that one because it was the first thing I did art for, custom art right. for. Yeah. That is why I bring it up, yes. Oh, right. Well, we started our punny artwork. The yeah, first. Our Becca delivers every week and does a killer job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now now it's so 140 episodes later and you haven't... Uh, no, no missing any and of we're them. Still no repeats. No, no repeats. repeats, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, that was the first meeting with Gavilar Sknor. Yeah, it's funny to see. So I'm, I'm never a part of the episode title discussions, and so it's really, but I, I still see them, and so it's funny sometimes when you guys are brainstorming to be like, wait, have we already done this? And then like frantic scrolling. No, I think we're okay. No, I found it back, back in 2016. Or- not gonna lie. I, yeah, I often pull up our, our podcast feed on my phone and be like, did we do this title? We've <laughs> yeah. done like f- three or four star Wars titles. It's hard to, uh, to keep it's them straight. Hard. Yeah. But there's also like 13 star Wars movies. So that, you know, true. Revenge. <laughs> watch this. Epi- uh, watch this episode be return. Star Wars themed, but we don't know it yet because we haven't named it yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
that that is my wistful reminiscences of uh, 2017, three years ago. Uh, let's jump back into the future as last week. You guys, you did it. Completed probably one of the most difficult and complicated fights in the history of this podcast. A CR minimum CR 10 encounter uh, right after like a CR seven or eight encounter before that. And you guys were level six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, before Wait, we we're level six or seven, now we're we seven were level okay. six. Woo woo. But before we uh, kick off this week's episode, get into level seven, let's do a quick recap of what happened last time on cosmic crit. They say the suit makes the man and heck with some help, from my old Trixie Strixie, they may be right. Though the mix color may be a little more conspicuous than what I'm used to. Can't argue with the results. Still not sure how much I trust this Gravelark character, but that clutch gift saved our bacon, so I gotta say I owe him that much. It sounds like Clay Company will be talking about the Metal Heroes Sprout Zonga for some time to come. Wasn't all me, though. This was a knockdown, dragout fight with not just, not just the remaining Mind Reaper and company, but a big, bad beastie whose name escapes me, but I'm plenty comfortable forgetting it now. Dark combined efforts, Midnight Company walks away from another scrape. Slightly damaged, but victorious all the same. And that's all that matters. Now, we have one challenge ahead of us. Deciding our next play. Indeed, that is what happened. You guys are in the middle of a cosmic quest to stop the swarm dead in their tracks. Locate some kind of Hylaxian religious mystery that seems to be of interest to the swarm. This is book four of Attack of the Swarm by none other than friend of the show, Critical Super Fundraiser, uh, Kate Baker. And book four is entitled the forever reliquary oh that sounds fun this adventure doesn't start on board the susculin whip the flash viper uh oh no as you have already spent a week i rolled it beforehand about eight days and you are back in orbit around ultranius at the spaceport known as odd rock uh, you all made this return trip um after discovering this, the secret of some mysterious orbiting heavenly body called the Prodigal Stone, back with Galchak's work. Um, in the time that it took you to get back from Ilum Chuva, you guys have rested up, made contact with your friends and family down below on the planet. Aldrock, since you've last seen it, has quieted down a great deal. As before, it was taken in thousands and thousands of Susculan refugees and soldiers. Now it's kind of a skeleton crew of, of maintenance workers and starship mechanics. And we catch up with the five of you at the beginning of this adventure in a hollow suite aboard uh, Odd Rock with a, a hologram version of Commander Hadia Najiri, who has listened to your guys' reports of your mission and takes them all in before saying... It does indeed sound like you got into some trouble out there in the vast. Zinnia, I'm glad that you were able to navigate your alma mater and get this data back. The tip-top brass here at SDF Command is looking for any weapon that we can find to get one up on the swarm. The fear is that once they get done with Susculin, that Ultranius might be hit next, and 
We want to try and prepare for that inevitability as, as best we can. Question, do we have those psychic things, the little like head circlets or whatever that we found in a professor's mm-hmm. classroom? Mm-hmm. We didn't take those with us. I think you did. We gave them to Grim. Did I give them Grim- to Gavilarsk? Grim, Grim- whatever his no. name is. He was just Great. looking for the, the data of Dr. Mlecat, but those are just um, modified versions uh, of what is already a commercially available product. So, okay. you know, you guys can pass those over to SDF command if you want. Same as the data. Can do okay, that. so they're not like special in any way. They're just standard. They're modified and in the notes, I'm sure there's descriptions on how how he modified them, so. Okay, I, I would I would think that she would hand those over to Nijiri um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, along with the notes of how they may have been modified. Maybe it'll give them some ideas or leads on how we can better sure. fight. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, one of the many Project Amphisbania folks that you have worked with that have been trying to get different advantages over the the swarm, trying to figure them out how to beat them from the inside. Uh, Commander Najiri thanks you, Zinnia, and, and continues on and says, why I know you all have been on the job for several weeks. I, I worry this data you retrieve from Professor Gauchak might be time sensitive. If the swarm was there investigating, then it might mean that they too are looking for whatever this prodigal stone is as well. Trest is is Midnight Squad up for mustering out right back into the fray and, and following up on these coordinates. That they are, Captain. Commander. <laughs> I forget who the captain is. That was the that was the Skittermander, wasn't it? <laughs> oh boy. He was a sergeant. <laughs> he was a sergeant. <laughs> he was a sergeant. Oh, right. You're, you're the absolute worst soldier I've ever heard of. <laughs> but you have a kill. <laughs> <laughs> Just hilarious. Um, uh, excellent, excellent stress. Uh, sadly, we do not have anything in the way of additional supplies to distribute to you as the situation here on the ground. Well, it's becoming somewhat austere. We've enforced strict rations, wartime production regulations. Though, if you need anything and have the UPBs on you, I'm sure the mechanics on Audrock can fabricate whatever you would like. But uh, I did want to trade up your vessel as well. The, the Flash Viper sounds like it performed admirably as a stealth vehicle, but following up on this next lead, you all might need to get in to some more trouble. So I'm requisitioning the largest starship that I can get for you. It is a an SDF D-127 defensive carrier. It doesn't yet have a designation, but you all can feel free to christen her as you take her out of port. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll treat her right. Do you guys have any questions for um, Commander <laughs> Deanna Jerry? Uh, I mean, Devasha would probably ask about his husband she knows anything about him mm-hmm. I mean you can um, now that you are basically in orbit of the planet make contact uh, directly um, so we can we can do that off off this but um, besides like some requests from uh, from your husband for information that commander didn't have uh, th- there's been no contact okay mm-hmm. Nothing to report because you guys have been away from 
Ultranius for about three weeks. Took you about a week to get out there. You were on Elmchuva for seven days, I believe, and eight days to get back. So, does the commander have? Does the commander have any idea when the swarm may leave Suscalon and head our way? Is there any kind of timetable for that? Very rarely will they stay more than six months. Like that's typically how long it takes them to completely strip a planet, which is why when you got to Elm Chuva, it was so weird that they were still there in such great force mm-hmm. because, I mean, the planet was almost completely turned into a an acid-strewn piece of rubble. Would the Mind Reapers that we encounter, were those like exceedingly rare? Is that something that, I don't know, that we should maybe give information yeah. on? To just well, make yeah. To make them aware like thing likes to make clones and warp your mind and they're generally <laughs> awful yeah they're they're quite bad uh once you mention that she can you know crack some red labeled files and and says uh you know these these are things that we know the swarm have used in 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 past invasions but we, we've kept under wraps because honestly it is a bit of a morale killer for troops on the ground to to hear about what the swarm are capable of doing trepanating and, and stealing soldiers memories is some of the horrors of war that we have seen even on Susculin. nobody likes to think of your brain as a slurpee I, I understand that it is important I, I should mention that if you do encounter any of them in the future that you completely eradicate their cranial cavity when you can as they are able to read the minds of the their dead swarm for days after they perish understood commander oops uh, can i confirm uh what the model of our ship is the, the your new ship yep oh you can do more can confirm i can take you to roll 20 where i've got some some stats, some some layouts oh, here. Look at that. Ooh. We have the whole table right there on the map. That's nice. It is a a huge ship that is indeed meant for transporting dozens and dozens of uh, of soldiers, as well as equipment. You know, like um, vehicles and, and things like that. The B one two seven. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why are we this group of five soldiers? being given such a huge ship. Don't ask that question. This is an important mission. We're literally uh, going out into potentially enemy territory. We need a big ship. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we need a, we need a powerful ship. We do not necessarily need a big ship. Well, the SDF ain't rolling in coin. I think I think the S, to the SDF, bigger is better. <laughs> this is a heavy freighter. I mean, this is an, an odd thing to give five folks for sure as mm. um like what this this ship would have been great for our last mission because we could have gotten a bunch of people off of the planet, but we yeah, didn't but have. We, that. we also needed the we, we also needed the stealth uh, functions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is uh, eight different crew stations, so you're only filling, um, you know, uh, about half of them with uh, with you guys. So obviously, when you show up aboard the ship, there are. Um, uh, there are only two escape pods. That's brutal. <laughs> you have to make a choice. <laughs> I was, was going to say, you find three Xantos Loachworts waiting for you to help no! out. <laughs> um, no, it, it is a, a large ship, but it's, you know, one of the larger things that they have 
um, with weapons attached that would be, you know, formidable for something like a, a swarm um, uh, Altafiron, like one of those uh, yeah. ships that you saw around Ilum Shuva. Um, mechanically, I was thinking about upgrading the 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 Viper, um, the Susculan Whip, but honestly, it's just it's very fast and, and very um, just doesn't have enough uh, uh, weapons and, and things like that. If you take a look at the defensive carrier, um, it, it's got some lots of weapons, better shields, got some heavy laser cannons, got some good stuff, some good armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, does I'm trying to f- I don't see a turret. Nope, no turreted weapon. So we're we're covered just about everywhere except for our aft, which is very typical. Mm-hmm. Um, but watch your aft. So got to keep them in front of us. If yeah. you want to, um, you know, put like the mining laser on a turret, we we can make that a modification. There's two weapons in the yeah. The there's two weapons arc, on example. the forward arc. I think. Yeah. Putting a plasma cannon. Since that one has the furthest range, I'm not sure if that one would be able to go on the okay. the the turret. But I, I'm pretty sure the mine laser easily could. Then you'd have everything covered, or you could just switch it to the um, the port or the the rear. The rear, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, turret would be great. Yeah, I'm always I'm always, I know that they're more expensive, uh, but if I think we have it, if we have the capability throwing one of these things um i don't know if the heavy laser cannons can go into the turret but even if we had to put like the port heavy laser cannon into the turret and the mining laser into port shifting things around like that i i don't know if i don't know if jabert jabert is our resident starship i can't do that math off the top of my head i'm sorry <laughs> well, no, I, just, I, just think, I just think i just mean if you agree with that kind of thing uh, yeah generally it's um so putting a heavy weapon in a turret is more expensive than putting a light weapon in a turret so okay. if we're sort of working with like just a little bit of margin on the build points then like i would say a light weapon up there okay and so cool. um i'm down with the mining laser that is some repairs that can be or alterations made here at Odd Rock while you guys are also uh, you had some some new gear you wanted to make and things like that that is very easily done um, but if you don't have any more questions for Hadir and Najiri she will you know send you on your way um, saying you know fo- follow up on this this prodigal stone lead report back to me when you can for something tells me you all are on to something big here I believe you have the skills and, and the wherewithal among the five of you to make this happen, make something happen for the SDF here. So that is over and out, Midnight Squad. Good luck on your mission. Uh, You're in full montage mode here as you guys are getting your gear all set up, taking some downtime around the the rock Deval show where you can get back in this virtual meeting room and call your family Get on with the husband, Sprouts Briar, same thing. Uh, get a, a calm call with Briar. Uh, she has made a full recovery in the time that uh, you've been gone, is now working with Zelanon in the, the Sheeran district, reuniting refugee families, helping them find their loved ones from the war diaspora. Uh, Zinnia, if you want to check in with Corporate HQ, they can debrief you, take the, the data that you've obtained from Ilm Chuva. And trust. I imagine you've spent some of this time on the way back 
maybe psychically instructing the as-of-yet unnamed Sheeran child that you are now caretaker and host of. Yeah, um, I imagine that sort of like at this early stage, it's really just uh, some some very uh, basic um, sort of like, you know, uh, sort of physical therapy type things. Um, yeah, well, there's like... Or psychic there's like, therapy. <laughs> yeah, there's, whatever, there's imprinting that happens psychically, yeah. um, and it, that is what the, the host is required for, is to be within direct contact for, for some time. Mm-hmm. Both parents can, or all three parents can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, the host takes on like a, a lion's share of that, that capability. Um, this one has been with Etchiax and Jadvata, um, both learning how to murder things and science for for about six months since it's... And now I need to teach it how to love. <laughs> and now you need to get it ready for prom. Um, and I will call it Echo 7 Jr. <laughs> That's right. Trestine. I'm going to name it after it. Echo 7. I, we need, I call we need it a, Echo Sprouts Trestavacho. We need a fan <laughs> contest to, to name this guy. Uh, we also need to name the new ship, but um, amongst the five of you, that leaves poor Echo, who during this montage, perhaps we see you, the nearly empty um, rec hall of Odd Rock Station with three TVs on all at once, doing a movie marathon of a famous hollow trilogy of films, Space Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Space Wars. Space Star Wars. Space Star, Star Space Wars, the... the- the new uh, Horizon, uh, the, the whatever, but they're all each playing on the separate monitor at the same time, yeah. so that I'm watching all three of them uh, and seeing yeah. how they they balance and how they echo. Yeah, Return each other. of the Salarians. Uh, for the starship, I would like to name it the Overlook because it's Halloween. <laughs> number one, number two, it's D one two seven, and in the Overlook, the room was two seventeen. And it's well, a free carrier. Those are two different numbers. My, uh, I know, but it's Tyler. it's you know it's like a, what's Close. the what's the thing when you make and, a word the, within a word in the film? I think it's two three seven in the book. I was going to say I thought it was two thirty seven. In the book, it's two seventeen. Just watch the movie. Put that on the back burner. In in the book, it's two seventeen. Oh, no play makes Devasho something. Let's think about it and think about other names. Don't do. Right now, I'm talking to Echo Seven because. Uh, Drew, I feel we step over you, uh, your character, way too much here on the podcast. Yeah, uh, like Tyler Sprouse just talking, does it, talking does over it your... every single time we're in combat, just steps all yeah. over me. <laughs> your space Star Wars shtick. It saves your bacon, too. <laughs> I, was, I, I was just trying to prevent a bad joke from happening on the show, but that's fine. That's fine. We could... Space Star Space Wars, I think is what we'll go with. Uh, the entire original <sighs> trilogy... Um, but yeah, so much of Echo 7's background is both a mystery to our fans listening out there where you come from, what, what your character's all about, as we've only seen glimpses of them. But uh, it, it's very important to mention as a player, I'm also keeping you in the dark. We have just written in, like we've done many characters before, giant question marks. Um, why, why do you think, uh, I think I've asked this before, watching media and regurgitating it for Echo 7 is as relaxing as it is. I don't know that it's necessarily relaxing, but it is definitely a defense mechanism. What are you holding, trying to push back away from? He he has seen a lot of stuff. He is the only one of his kind 
that he is anywhere near. He's not sure what the situation of anybody else that he has ever known before is. Uh, and he's also unlike a lot of other creatures. He's he's a, a, a ghost in a tin can where the rest of everybody else has like a circulatory system and a nervous system and all and, and you know, biological components. So he 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 resembles something that is an other to everybody else. They don't really understand what he is, and he hasn't been really forthcoming with that because, again, he 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 ran away from something or or escaped from something, and now he's just trying to cope with that. As you're watching SSSW, the old hope, um, something triggers in your Amrantan core, not something from your frame, but a memory of your soul matrix, and we can see inside Echo 7's mind while this memory plays out. One we've seen before of you running through the starship corridors into the engineering department of your your former vessel, the Geist Hammer. There you see the dented and, and soldier cracked form of your crewmate lying on the ground uh, after the ship has taken a direct hit. Uh, you recall her name now something you've not said aloud in, in many years, Alto 12. Um, she comes to kind of staggers to her feet and, and says to you, what, what hit us? I, I thought we were traveling to rescue a, a damaged and disabled ship. Did, did we miss something? Was something out there on the scanners? It, it must've been, I, I, we, I was just on my way down here when we took the hit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening, but I saw, I saw you and I ran and I ran to you. There's a loud quake as the ship begins to, to shake and rumble. Looking back up the corridor from whence you came, you see a figure standing there that doesn't seem affected by the ship's quaking, like a, a solitary figure in a, a long, most like a, a desert gear, like in a, in a robe. And you snap out of the, the memory and you're, you're, you're back in your comfortable couch here on on movie night on Odd Rock, and you remember, yeah, something had attacked the Geist Hammer, but you have pushed these memories away. And on the screen in in the movie, something seems to be attacking the hero's starship as well, and uh, seems to have triggered this this memory. Drew, you uh, you look down at your Ranton frame, and, and there's like a giant powered armor kind of like encasing you over the last couple months as a member of the SCF, you've become a more capable soldier, much more formidable trooper here. Um, let's get into what we do at level up every, every time here on the show and talk a little bit about your characters and, and how they, they change and, and start with, Echo 7, true. Ah, so Echo 7, as a soldier, gets another gear boost. Uh, boop, boop. Yeah, alongside another feat, because this cat gets some feats. Uh, <laughs> so so for the gear boost, I chose Unstoppable Strike, which I believe is from the Armory. Uh, basically, if it, it, weapons that deal uh, damage that might come against so a target's energy resistance... Uh, ignores five of that energy resistance. It's just crazy. It's it's such a great soldier capability, but um, yeah, it makes most any energy weapon you you've got more powerful. 
Yeah. Uh, and and uh, for my feet, I took versatile focus because, uh, you know, I, I would love to, to expand the repertoire as it is because heavy weapons are <laughs> hard to come by. And uh, and maybe if we pick Get up some uh, pistols, some long rifles, well, we, we don't have anybody that uses uh, long arms really in, in this mm. party. So if if we find some of those or, or or anything like that, that might be a nice little sub weapon that I could use in addition to my heavy weapon mounted on my shoulder. Excellent. Uh, let's move on next to Rebecca and Zinnia. Rebecca, how are you? Pretty good. So last time that we leveled up, um, that is when I took my one level in biohacker. So I'm actually a little behind on the operative levels. Mm -hmm. So I am uh, one behind where Miles is. So I don't get all this super special level seven operative stuff yet. Um, I am only at level six operative, Uh, but that did give me another operative exploit. Right. Yes, yes, yes. What, What did you pick? So I went with bleeding shot, which means oh, no. that uh, <laughs> why why are you gonna do this to me? It gives me another debilitating trick option. So when my trick goes off, trick attack goes off, it in I can make them flat-footed or off-target, or I can make them bleed for um, an amount of damage equal to my level. So that would be six. Pretty powerful. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, just guaranteed damage, I guess. Uh, uh, presuming that the trick attack goes off, so. Yeah, yeah. Presume, presuming that you can stealth when your best skills <laughs> against the enemy. Um, yeah, and we, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Did you indeed want to take the the sniper rifle, Etchiax's Sheer and I rifle? I mean, I can hold on to it if mm. nobody else wants it. Um, but I don't, I don't anticipate using it routinely. But it might come in handy. Just to have. I was, about, I was about to say, bleeding shot is one of the debilitating tricks that, if you did want to um, become a debilitating sniper, you can you can use with uh, a sniper rifle. That's um, true. Yeah. Excellent. Let's move on next to a Jabert. Uh, Trest at level seven. Mystic is it? What, what's going on with uh, with Mystics? Uh, level seven, uh, get access to level three spells. Oh no. Which are, uh, generally speaking, level three spells are way better Real than level good. two spells. Yeah, level two is just so butt in Starfinder. Yeah, but level three, <laughs> level three is scary. Yeah, level three is, is pretty great. Um, although most, I mean, so I uh, get one from my connection and then I get to choose two other spells mm. that I know. Um, obviously right. one of those is going to be Mystic Cure. So that's now 5d8, which is exciting. Awesome. Um, and I was looking around, I mean, I was looking through the entire CRB spells section. Uh, there are very few spells that uh, target fortitude. Um, and I was thinking, you know, I've got some stuff that targets reflex and I've got some, I've got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Most things target will, will, yeah. um, which obviously that's not been going great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was looking around and I, and I, uh, I did find one, uh, that targets fortitude that I'm pretty excited to try out, uh, psychokinetic strangulation. Oh no. Sort of yes. like a, sort of like a, uh, an immobilize, Sort it's of the, the live spell the, that also deals some damage. And <laughs> more Star Wars references. It's right. Vader's Force Grip. Uh, yeah, um, someone had used that in season two, maybe an enemy used strangulation, yeah. or maybe maybe it was the That's undead right. at the season end of season one. But yeah, that can be a 
game changer. Yeah, that's a it's it's a it's a pretty good looking one. So I'm I'm excited to try that out. And then I picked up uh, Weapon Focus from a sword. So excellent, a little, little better, a little easier to hit. And uh, obviously, I'm very excited about summoning creatures. So <laughs> wait, you still do that? Come on, <laughs> you got too much stuff. Uh, Miles, let's go on to our our full blooded. Uh, operative, <laughs> the, the the Jaeger pilot themselves. Yeah, so I mean, I get I get all of the goodies that come with being a level seven operative, which includes uncanny agility, which is so much, so much a stuff. nice perk. Um, well, well, but, yeah, well, what does it do? So uh, that gives you um, you are immune to flat footed condition, <laughs> and your opponent doesn't gain any bonuses to attack rolls against you from flanking you or attacking you when you're prone. <laughs> Furthermore, covering fire and herring fire don't provide any advantage against you. Wow, boy, that's there's like five things in there. Try not to forget them all, but the main I'm, one. I'm Neo. Can't be flat footed. Ooh, boy. Um, but the the feat that I chose, uh, and it, it's more from Sprouts being. And this even comes back from being on Elm Chuba, a little more, I think, group minded uh, to, to mm-hmm. what his friends might need. Uh, I picked up advanced warning. Uh, so as a move action, you can shout a warning to your allies, ending the flat footed condition for any ally within 60 feet. You can't uh-huh. use this feat when you're flat footed yourself. Uh, but once you've used this ability, you cannot do this so again until you've regained stamina points after a 10 minute rest. This is a sense dependent ability. So if uh, if you're the only one that gets to act in a surprise round, you can make it so everyone else is not flat-footed. If you're getting well, pounced well, upon. So from from what I understand, um, this ends the flat-footed condition. Doesn't yeah. prevent it. Um, yeah, I mean I, either one would work. Like if they hadn't acted in combat yet, they would be flat-footed. But this has a f- probably a few um, capabilities. Well, I remember uh, some, some, some members of our party have been flat-footed and, and got in trouble before, so I thought mm. this might be a good thing since there are two operatives of trick attacks around that, you know, if 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 push comes to shove, Sprouts can can give some help mm-hmm. if he needs to. Okay, all right, all right. And let's go, last but not least, Tyler to Tavasho. Super boring, Cleveland flashing strikes. Bingo, bango, I hit people better. <laughs> yeah, you, you're just, you can't understell sell stuff like that. What exactly is um, flashing strikes, you say again? Yeah, flashing strikes. I think for a weapon solarium, like, God, I don't know of a good example off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> Alindra. Uh, flashing strikes is an amazing thing to get because it means that when you full attack, instead of taking a minus four, you get a minus three. And that's excellent for weapon solarians that full attack a lot. Shield solarian, <laughs> it's nice, but I, I'm going to be spending move actions to align my shield to make sure my AC is the highest it can be. Right. I just don't take as many full full attacks as um, a different solarian might. Hey, we, so, we all like fishing for crits every once in a while, though, and this, this will help at least get some more damage in, probably. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's still going to be great once he is set up, and I do take full attacks. Uh, will be very nice, but uh, yeah, that and uh, cleave because I've got ten foot reach, and why not? 
Yeah. And for no reason whatsoever, would you mind just giving me a quick fortitude save? <laughs> oh, no. I was oh, like, I was you like, thought I forgot. How I dare like, you? I was like, Whoo, we made it all the way to the rock. You didn't say nothing. I'm good. Oh, no, go. we're going back in time. If you <laughs> fail this, we've got all kinds of necrotic corruption still messing up our boy. Do Tosh. I get my level up bonus? Nah. <laughs> Okay. Well, you don't need that. <laughs> that's a minus. Uh, oh, come on, no, I'm Tyler. Fine. I'm fine. I, Tyler, I, I come on. Say, this is even a little lower than that, but I still rolled a uh, a, a 15. Do you want to use your book reroll to make me? Do you have a book reroll you can force on me? <laughs> uh, technically, I do from from book three, but uh, that's not how those work. Well, I, okay, okay. I was but, giving. Uh, I'm just trying to give you a choice since I I saw how happy you were there for. A well, moment. I've I've had <laughs> necrotic corruption three prepped since like the end of book two, so uh, I rolled just, very well. Yeah, yeah, fifteen on the dice. Uh, I mean, it is a a losable fortitude save, but you've rolled very well on the last couple ones, I, fending yeah. off the the corruption. For, I've got a for. I've got a good for. Although I will say. Uh, I don't know what the, I mean, 15 is a 15, but I, I will say uh, I have like three extra bonuses in my fortitude due to not being fully living. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's definitely not as good as it looks for <laughs> these saves. All right. Um, yep. That will, that will do it for our level seven level up for you guys. And we'll get back to this mission as the following day. You get to the hangar bay in the morning, bright and early, and see a huge, chonky ship waiting for you. Do you see the the art of it uh, here in the lower left corner mm-hmm. of this this map? It looks like just a bunch of shipping containers kind of stacked on top of each other. Uh, maybe one of the ugliest starships the SCF has produced. It, it actually reminds me of the starships from uh, like the Leviathan Wake series. Oh, yeah. They always des- yeah. they always describe the star sh- the starships in that as very blocky because they're space trucks. <laughs> they're space trucks. I mean, yeah. So you, you, you don't got need, these massive. You don't need aerodynamics space in space. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I thought that right. was a. I remember reading that and going like, oh, that's kind of cool that they actually because aesthetically it isn't as pleasing, but it does make sense. Right. So. Um, now I will open the floor to discussions about naming the ship. We've got one vote for uh, Overlook. Yeah, right. Overlook. <laughs> Does anybody else have any ideas? Um, the right angle. I have, yeah, I have ideas, but none that I feel comfortable voicing right now. <laughs> N- not good ones. <laughs> not good ones. Yeah. It kind of looks like a turtle to me. Mm-hmm. A little turtleish. Oh, so it should be the party wagon then. The leatherback. Like, 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 like the turtle's van. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Deanna Jerry checks in on you guys. It's like, you guys ready? And sees the, the ship designation. It's like, really? <laughs> the Cowabunga Express. <laughs> the party wagon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, the turret shoots pizzas now. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That would make it the about. best vehicle in Starfinder. It would. <laughs> There's a flat cannon. Flat could be circular discs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pepperoni. With some steaming hot pepperonis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. The racer. I feel like we needed to see this thing a week ago to, no, to really think about no, it. No thinking uh, about it. I, I want mean, we gut could, reactions. What if? What if we called it like I don't know the 
We could just, uh, I don't know, like the, well, La we just Tortuga. killed a thresher. So like Thresher's Folly or what? we could name it after the Ifrit uh, mech. Call it Chain chain Blade McChaney. Let's call it the Morn. Don't call it McChaney. Uh, or, or, the or, Trunk. Or how about uh, Memories of Clade? No. Oh, oh that's, that's almost, I mean, it is, I do like how sappy that is. Yeah, yeah, it's something with Clade. That's fun, like Clade's Revenge or something. Yeah, Clade's Vengeance. Yeah, no. no. Or Galchek's Vengeance. I mean, he's the one that did the research that pointed us no. to this rock, right? Devasho doesn't even know. Oh, oh. You know what? No, our our <laughs> our ship should be called Scott's Tots. <laughs> what? <laughs> that Scott's was Tots. a office reference. Never going out of style for certain. Someone will be listening to this podcast in 2083 and be like, ah, the office. Great. <laughs> uh, maybe Galchak's vision into vengeance. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I think Zenny would be all vision. for honoring uh, someone from Zesh University uh, yeah. in naming the ship. Yeah. Besides, if 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 uh, if anybody is not sold on this, I'm sure we'll, it'll be scrapped by the end of this adventure. <laughs> the, way we, the way we cut through ships. <laughs> We're on our, this is our third well, we ship. We lost now, three so. of the cargo bays, but we still have got three more. You know, how, you know how many UPBs you can get from a heavy freighter? I'm salivating over here. <laughs> do you, um, do you want to go with Galchak's vision for now? And we feel strongly we can change it. I yeah, like it. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So plot a course from the coordinates obtained from Galchak's notes is going to require a DC 25 piloting check. Who was our... Wow. Zinnia was our pilot, right? Yes. Um, go ahead and roll me that if anyone wants to aid. If you got piloting and want to try to help out. Uh, yeah, I can help out. Extra 7 will help out too. Go right ahead. Each of these will take about an hour of work. Mm-hmm. Echo, you could have just rolled it. Yeah, Echo, you've got a good pilot. You've got a uh, a successful role, at least, from Sprouts. And uh, plus four here, Rebecca. All right. Oh, not great, but that's a 29. You didn't need their help. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you're able to get the um, get talking to the the ship's computer. And it is going to take five D6 days of drift travel before you reach the the outcome of this destination that you've you've put in, um, which seems to be an un, uninhabited, unnamed solar system out in the vast. Uh, why doesn't everyone roll me 1d6? And we will set course for the unknown. Oh, boo, Jabert. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted some time to just hang out with oh, you guys. We rolled excellent. Ooh. And by excellent, I mean awful. 21 <laughs> in total. The Gauchax Vision has it's, a drift drive level two. So it's going to take 10 days to get out there. Yeah, I was going to say, good thing I brought three weeks of rations with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming right. we also packed food in this giant ship, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah just, it's just completely empty cargo holds. <laughs> Devasho thought that the, the cannon was filled with pizza, so he didn't bring any food. Oh, we just, <laughs> he just thought <laughs> we'd be eating the ammunition as we traveled. <laughs> the frozen pizzas are for our enemies. No, they just packed us with, uh, with four and only so, four clear wait. spindle Aeon stones. <laughs> this brings up a good question. Would a, would a frozen pizza be cold damage and slashing damage? It depends. Oh. Is it thin crust? 
<laughs> I think yeah. he, I, yeah, yes, I, Chicago I go bludgeoning. <laughs> bludgeoning, yeah. <laughs> I, I, go with, I think also like thin crust. I, I would say also it depends on how fast it's moving. <laughs> this is why no one like, should ever like allow we're us to be out of like, a flat cannon. This, yeah. this is why no one should ever leave us to our own devices because this is what happens. We talk about the damage of pizza. It's a good idea. Well, and um, if it's if it's sliced in triangles, that would be piercing. Oh, that's right? piercing damage. Yeah, yeah, that would be piercing damage. And if it was a deep dish, it would just be disgusting damage. Oh boy, and if they got those anchovies, <laughs> we're talking acid damage. <laughs> got that heavy tomato hey, back to sauce. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I like I like where we're headed. I would say I, I pineapple like this new is pizza RPG we're doing. Pineapple would be acid. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that's because they're that's very true. acidic. I don't know if you guys have ever used pineapple to tenderize meat, but it will it will absolutely uh, demolish just, meat. If you I mean, it, it does that to my tongue. <laughs> yeah, you can't eat too much pineapple, or it really messes <laughs> you up. Okay, anyway, all right. Ten days out to when you come out of. Well, I, I should ask, what do you guys want to do in your your downtime here? Um, you have eat pizza over a week. <laughs> You guys are all just like taking a an infosphere pizza making course. The entire well, time. Like, no, this needs to be a side joke. story. We we, 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 we we make a whole like delivery service out of like give like introducing people to pizza on our way. This is gonna be a whole side adventure of Cosmic Crit. <laughs> Just, Patrick asked that question like almost begging not to say the word pizza. <laughs> I, I was like, I can't do it to him. I want to make a pizza joke and I just can't do it to him. And you were just like, nope, out of the park. I'm gone. Let's go. Hey, working on your culinary skills is completely fine. If anybody yeah. wants to do anything else not pizza related, also fine. Yeah. Um, I have a question. I should know this. Uh, this came up in our last session as well. What tier computer is Amy right now? Um, so I'm pretty sure still just level one. If you want to, as per the pet rules, increase her uh, level, you can. It does require like some training and things like that and UPBs for some reason. <laughs> but we can talk about that stuffing UPB off air if you want to kind of beef her up a little bit. Yeah, I might do that. Cool. Um, she can also, I mean, as a pet, she can she can attack things as a, a small uh, a cerebric fungus. Yeah, I'll send the slime in. <laughs> you sure? Book, book six. Book six. <laughs> Sent, we need to, Amy needs to kill the boss for book six. <laughs> just throw her down the monster's throat. <laughs> get, it, get her from the inside here. Oh, man. So do you want to work with, with Amy in this time? Yeah, I'll, I'll spend some time with Amy. Uh, uh, mothering Amy, Tress, do you want to be a parental figure to your uh, unnamed child? Um, yeah, I think I think uh, sort of technically the downtime will be sort of explore futures. Like I'm sort of trying to uh, provide some psychic guidance to um, uh, to uh, uh, to this young this young larva uh, hurt near only an egg. Um, and uh, as I'm doing, I'm sort of like reaching out like into a the rub. Yeah, I'm sort of reaching out into the river of souls and sort of seeking seeking guidance for the future. And uh, mm. and I find one spirit in particular who appears to be quite helpful. And I make a note of that. Okay, who, who is it? I don't know. Oh. They don't remember their name, but all they remember is that they're good at computers. This will come up later, I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
Right. Uh, Echo 7, Devasho. I think Devasho would just be doing mostly meditative things. He's still trying to find balance between like his own necrotic corruptions and his Solarian abilities. Mm-hmm. And that's still kind of very much a tug of war, tug of war within him. This always happens whenever he goes down in a fight where he struggles resisting the allure of more power from his possible corrupted gifts with just believing in the power of, you know, the balance of his own cosmic power with the Solarian gifts. So I, I think his near death at the hands of the Thresher weighs heavily on him a little bit. Um, probably something he really wasn't comfortable confiding in his family with when for the short time that they were back <clears throat> in civilization. So I think he's just trying to recenter himself during our 10 days. Hmm. And Echo 7 is going to go to each of the cargo bays to, to, to figure out which one has the best acoustics because uh, he wants to turn it into a home theater. Well, a uh, ship theater. Project on I thought you were going to say he's going to start a podcast. <laughs> Oh, no. A pizza cast. Oh, this is. Oh yeah. What was, what was uh, um, this? This episode was brought to you by Patrick. I was about to ask that question. Yeah, what was the go. podcast from season two? What was um? I was. Uh, oh, uh, Winds Woods. Wind Woods. <laughs> Welcome to Winds Woods. <laughs> this episode is brought to you You're by Space troops. Quip. Oh um, my gosh. Good space keep. It should be a running. It should be a running theme. I think every character in all of our seasons should have a podcast. Like if if we do devastation <laughs> arc or something, and Adros comes back, I think. Adros well, it's be- one of y'all because uh, I already have the internal monologue at every episode so far. <laughs> so I, I I need I need a break. Yeah, <laughs> that's the talking. captain's log. Yeah, I think it's fitting for Echo, especially with that name. Echo is you know uh, podcast. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right, it's your. Echoes in the oh, void. Oh, good! I get to be a podcaster <laughs> again. Uh, How are you going to This is Echoes. Good vibrations. <laughs> if there is, if there is reincarnation, Drew's coming back as a blue yeti. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Did we make it in season two? Did we make a blue yeti and a blue bear joke? Because that's don't pretty think we did. No. God, I'm glad we didn't. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll call this one early. Uh, yeah, it's ten days later. You guys are pizza out. Um, right. do, do you mind if I go ahead and make that mysticism uh, check for the for my yeah. downtime activity? Yeah. Yay. Okay. Cool. What exactly was your downtime activity? Uh, that was uh, explore futures. That oh, uh, and that is specifically for magic users, baby. Yeah, you can use magic, or uh, if you have a high-powered computer, you can use computers to try to, like, predict the future or whatever <laughs> with, like, algorithms. Um, but the uh, basically, uh, on the following day, I can reroll uh, 1d20. And so, oh, I'm sorry. The character whose futures I explored can do that. So let's say, uh, yeah, let's say Echo 7. Okay. Uh, as you come out of the drift, the purple-green haze of that world slides away and transitions into the material plane where we see vast emptiness stretching out in all directions. No stars, no planets seem to be anywhere in the ship's proximity. And a cursory scan of the surrounding area shows no sign of the asteroid or comet or whatever the prodigal stone is uh, or much of anything else. You were supposed to be going to some kind of star system at the very least, so 
something seems amiss. Something seems awry. Uh, Zinnia, are you trained in... You're, you're a, a trained pilot and physical science. You're pretty sure you can surmise that... Whoa, wait, wait. I'm not trained in physical science. But piloting. You're a trained pilot. But piloting, yes. Um, this data that Galchak had to extrapolate these coordinates from uh, in the present day for the prodigal stone more than likely was decades old. So chances are high that, you know, there were errors in the math and you were off course, um, perhaps somewhat. Um, but yeah, there, there is nothing out here. And that is, that was your one lead. What would you guys like to do? Can I, we can use piloting in lieu of any other skill on the ship, right? No, not any other skill. Um, you can, uh, for like gunnery, use oh, ranks. Just gunnery. Uh, ranks in um, piloting, but not like the skill itself. Um, Echo 7 is flashing back to all of his uh, Space Star Trek uh, episodes that he has seen and wondering if we could do some kind of scan that will tell us something. Yeah, yeah maybe scan the system, see if there's... Uh, uh, this is... Me. Any disturbances of any gravitational somethings or this is a, a Drew like episode because I've, I've written here in my notes that uh, we will need some Star Trek like ideas for <laughs> tracking down the, the prodigal stone <laughs> as I think Kate Baker is a fan. And there's some bits in this AP I'm excited to get to that might have some influences from classic Trek so that's one theory is maybe tracking the comet through through scans. Um, is there any anything else that you can think of? Uh, I mean, I'm opening this up to to anybody besides a computer scan. Oh, besides a computer scan would be like a detect magic kind of situation. Mm-hmm. This is supposedly an extremely potent religious site uh, or object. So that is a possibility. <clears throat> Anyone with mysticism or physical science can maybe help pull that theory, that thread out. Give me a roll. Ooh, trust. Very good. Uh, what did you roll? 20, 28? No, that was that was my... Uh, oh, that was your previous that was, roll. That was my previous check. I rolled a 16 this time. A natural two. Hmm. Is everyone trained in, in mysticism? No, nope, I'm negative one to mysticism. In fact, does Everybody anyone have physical science? Uh, I do. Well, Doesn't help. Mm, <laughs> five on the dice. It's a new book. I'll just use my reroll. It's fine. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I know you Tyler, one, but I swear to Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've rolled all fairly low here. You think there might be something to this theory, but uh, today at least it doesn't seem like it holds any weight. Um, maybe Devasho or um, Trest, you guys can try and commune and, and, and see if you have any guidance, but you're just so far away from everything. There seems to be no connection made. Uh, that, that's okay, though. Um, we, we can try that again, but for now, does anybody want to get on the science station for Galchak's vision and see if you can find, do some scans of the, the nearby space? Oh, what what kind of check is that? Computers? Computers, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Ooh, there we go. Hey, natural, natural we twenty go. from Captain Sprouts. Um, right. Oh, I there. forgot back to being a captain again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you indeed through the scanners not only do you detect uh, particulates of perhaps a comet that has passed through here, you can approximate that and a mystical aura, something the computer can't really quantify uh, as well on the same route. Came through about a week ago, and if you are able to follow it, uh, you'd be able to kind of track where it has gone by by continuing these computers checks. Okay, so do I need to roll another one or? Yeah, so it looks like if you're about seven days past, you might have to to catch up to it at at a uh, a cruising speed. You know, very fast conventional thrusting speed. So the ship is off, uh, and a day later, if you guys want to make another mysticism check, you can to to help with these these scans. Oof. <laughs> Out swinging a miss. <laughs> oh, you did the low one that time. Hey, there we Ooh, go. Tie tie. I rolled nineteen. I was almost a one again, but it looked like you rolled twice, Miles. Oh, uh, oh, he did. He got a twenty-five actually. <laughs> yeah, but he, oh. he still rolled better than I did. So but Devacho rolled better. It doesn't matter. You get a plus four bonus to the computer's check uh, from here on out for um, basically tracking down this cosmic energy that also seems to be on this path yeah besides that like maybe ice crystals and, and small pieces of like pumice rock um, is a very faint signal but you're able to uh, hopefully scan it again so give me another computer's check for day two here and um, like I said you'll uh, get a plus four bonus anybody wants to to roll it sprouts or Sydney? can I assist uh, yeah you can I mean I auto assist I guess yeah, you do. Well, computers. Sure. Miles, with all the skill checks this episode. Well, we'll see. Don't, don't, it's, like, don't. it's like the operative is good at skills. It's 24. Uh, 30 with all the bonuses. So, yeah, it's DC 24. And, yeah, you're able to get back up on this trail the second day and continue along your path. But about midway through this Second day, the ship's computer will send you all an alert message, obviously, as you're scarfing pizza down in, in the deck, uh, the, the mess hall. Uh, warning, detecting a large collection of physical debris in current flight path. Asteroids storm incoming, expected for minimum one day of flight time on current route. If you guys can get up to the bridge, you get on the long range scanners and see indeed a... Uh, a very diffuse but immense cloud of, of asteroids heretofore unknown kind of band of rocks through the outside of this, this star system wherever you're at and Sprouts you indeed can tell that from the ship's data it would take you probably a week to fly around it and get try and get back on the trail of the, the prodigal stone and that time you might be it might make those checks a lot more difficult it might be harder to to track this thing I mean, what's our other option? Just turning around, going, going home, going straight right, go, through. We're going through it. We're going straight through that that sucker. All right, swim yeah. through the trench, not over it. Rocket, let's do it. So this is going to be a starship. 
combat in very different from ones we've had in the past here though as you're not fighting on a hex grid we're going to do this kind of a little theater of the mind is going to take five full rounds to get through the the meteoroid storm um and well, during, pizza, boys and girls during the combat there's a number of actions you can take and we will do them in order uh let's take a quick break i'm going to copy these rules and allow everyone to actually read them okay 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 so if you guys are going through this this is a starship combat a little different from ones we've done in the past as each round a certain number of meteoroids are going to be coming at your ship and this will be over the course of you know a longer period of time but you have to be on your toes to be able to shoot these things down because even something the size of like a grapefruit can put a hole through the hole um it will have your um shields in mind but i I think by the difficulties of some of these meteoroids you're going to be hit by some meteoroids it's just you know a matter of how many and where they're going to be coming at random sides of your ship coming from all different angles so makes sense and there should be just about something for each person to do i've forgotten every single rule of starship combat since the last time we did it in book one so uh, i believe it's uh helm gunnery no engineering then helm then gunnery if if memory serves so let's go into engineering uh first uh what do we want to do in this first turn we don't have anybody in engineering it's a phase so it's it's not like you're down in the engineering department, but I think we were talking. Yeah, so I think that might include magic officer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Precognition is an engineering phase. So did we have these rules from the Starship Operations Manual when we did Starship Combat in, in book one? I forget. We did all They might have just came out. Uh, yeah, no, they, they had just come out. Um, uh, just... Uh, we didn't use it. <laughs> so. Right. Well, I, I seem to recall Devasho doing some um, like first mate abilities during during a combat. But I remember that too. What What does Triss want to do here? Um. Oh, you want me to do something? Oh, I thought you were you're gonna do. I am gonna do something. Engineering mysticism. Oh goodness. For what ability? Uh, precognition. Okay, just like I said, given your pilot a little boost, what'd you roll? I rolled a 26. Okay, so a success, and our pilot's gonna get a plus two circumstance bonus. Nothing else in engineering, so let's go on to the helm phase. Um, Miles as captain, are you gonna be pushing your pilot or are you gonna help out gunners? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add. I think this run I'm gonna help out my pilot. Okay, and what what ability do you want? To uh, use? Uh, encourage. Okay, so don't roll a one if memory serves. You have do you have plus fourteen to diplomacy? I do. I rolled twenty six. Yep, success. <laughs> so it's uh, another two. Yeah, yes. no pressure, Zinnia, but you are flying a giant space turtle through uh, a very dangerous asteroid storm. Give us a piloting check here. All right. Let's see how agile this ship can be. 
That's a uh, 33. 33. Uh, 33 with all the bonuses. So we are in the uh, ship crossing four meteoroids section uh, in in this hour. So four of them are going to be coming at uh, random arcs of the ship. And I'm going to just roll these randomly. Um, uh, Forward is going to be one, the starboard two, port side three, and aft is going to be a four. Mm Mm-hmm. So was it not a success? Well, there's degrees of success. I, that was about midway through. Um, failing this, like, would be twice the amount of of meteorites. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so she would have to roll a she would have to roll forty or higher to have everything done, which would be uh, very I think difficult. Possible, yeah, because she rolled a seventeen, didn't she? No, she had twelve. Twelve on the dice, yeah. Okay, I've rolled two coming at the port side, two coming at the aft. Uh, I'm guessing since we have two of you left that both Echo 7 and Devasho are on guns. Okay, so the gunners are supposed to be able to fire the starship weapons at meteoroids to destroy them before it strikes the vessel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. He was rolling that to see what arcs they were going in. Right. Yep. So if you don't... Un- oh, okay. I understand. Yeah, if you I don't understand. hit them, th- then they strike us. Now there's Thank two coming to each side. If you want, you can... Um, what should I call it? Uh, fire at will. One of the guns, I believe. Or no. Fire any two starship weapons, regardless of their arc, um, for one attack. Um, I believe with this ship, if we're just throwing the mining laser on the the turret, then the port side has a heavy laser cannon, and the the mining laser would be on be able to uh, get the aft. Uh, who wants to jump on which gun? So I, I'm probably better with decks to 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 take the to take the. I mean, the problem is. We're kind of stuck either way. We can either try to shoot both, but with the minus four penalty, shoot neither or shoot one and hope that we can destroy it. I mean, I think that probably, yeah, your best move is to because I I correct me if I'm wrong. But when you're when you are doing that, you can't two people can't shoot out of the same gun. Right. No. Correct. Right. Right. So like um, looking at sort of what our, our loadout here is. I think uh, with that heavy laser cannon, that one will like de- like almost definitely destroy uh, a meteor if it hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we put our our better shot on that one and like try to maximize our chance of knocking that one out entirely. Because on the with shooting from the mining laser, that's only like a roughly a fifty percent chance on the damage alone that it'll destroy the thing before it hits us. So I think we would be better off sort of maximizing our chances like that. So, so do so, I try a fire at will with the minus four or do I just... I, I would not. No, I, would I think Devasho would shoot the aft asteroid and Echo yeah. would shoot the port one. But there uh, are two on each of those sides. That's the thing. I, yeah. I, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I think right. the, the fire at will would be for two different guns. So that would be if... Um, Oh yeah, that, that will more than likely starship weapons, regardless of their arc. You'll probably want right. to do that if I like asteroids are coming at all sectors or all sides, right. but right now they're kind of focused in on these two. So th- yeah, you can't. You're not going to be able to 
I don't think you can shoot. Your right, yeah, you, you could you could you could take the shot with the minus four against sort of both, both. arcs. But I don't but think that's I don't think that's worth it. All it right. wouldn't super help us. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take a shot at the the one in the port side. One of the ones on the port side. Yes. This is good. Ooh, that's a four on the dice. Mm-hmm. And what are your your bonuses here? Your your bab uh, plus dex. Uh, bab plus dex is so it just went up, so I have to look everything up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, bab so is uh, plus seven. Yep. And dex is plus five. Ooh, we're so close to it. That's a sixteen in total, right? Uh, let me make sure that yeah. So four plus seven is eleven. Plus five is sixteen. Nice. Uh, that is going to be a miss, because right, we're we're on a TL for these uh, or, or an armor class for these meteoroids of eighteen. Uh, all right. So now, more than a four. Now, I hmm? have one d twenty that I can re-roll today because of you know what? Saw saw the future. Saw you missed that shot. I'm going to allow it. Go right ahead. Drew, you you, you, have, you knew Drew was going to choke Jabert. Drew, there is like a basic <laughs> attack macro where you can just roll ranged, mm-hmm. which is oh, going to be better than you rolling a d20 and having to do all the math. Thank you. Yeah. Just want to make it easy on you, bud. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, come on. Five on the dice is a miss. Let's go to Devosho. You've got I, 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 saw, I saw him missing that shot twice. <laughs> I rolled a four. All right, um, let's do the damage. Unbelievable. We're going to die. Uh, at the end of each gunnery phase, the meteorites that have not been destroyed hit the starship, dealing a piddly 3d4 damage. You know, if we just had a tractor beam and could tractor these, each, these right? meteor, meteorites yeah. into our, our hull, or our holds, we'd be fine. We'd probably make some money. So the port side's taken 12 points of damage wow, to the shields. Ones. That's and nice. the the aft, the back side of the ship, it's going to take 15 points. You have 25 shields in each quadrant, I believe. Is that correct? That is. Okay. Let's mark them down and go on to turn number two. Now, you've taken a little bit of shield damage here. Uh, what would you guys like to do in the engineering phase of turn two? Uh I'm going to stay on the uh, magical, Pre-talk. yeah, uh, precognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imagine you're just sitting there in a trance, like midship, trying to like feel the starship moving through this storm. Yeah. Uh, go left. No, no, no. The other left. No, my left. No, stage left. Stage asteroid left. hit. Asteroid hit. Asteroid hit. Uh, 32. Boy, howdy. If only this were Pathfinder 2nd Edition rules, because that would have been a critical success. I know. And over the DC. Uh, yeah, at this point, unnamed Sheeran Child is like magically floating by your side here, <laughs> connecting with you and this this feeling it's almost like you can feel the ship getting hit by these these asteroids, even though they're being obliterated currently by the shields. Um, all right, so a success there. Let's go on to Helm. Um, taking some damage, Captain Sprouts. Is there anything different you want to do this turn? Um, I think I'm probably still going to help Zinnia, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, help her pilot through the storm here. That could 
to ooh, close, but success. <laughs> Actually, I think you ought to succeed, right? If you if you have a plus fourteen, I don't think you can fail. And encourage. So, plus I'll four away. <laughs> plus four coming at you, Zinnia. Uh, you All ready right. to roll this? Yep. Ugh. Uh, that's going to be a total of thirty. Oh no, 30 is putting us down. Oh no, we're in the same category. Four meteoroids coming at us in the gunnery phase. Uh, Oh my goodness, three of them. (laughs) Three of them coming to the front arc, ramming down front of the ship and one to the aft. Ouch. Oh, and we don't have anything on the aft, do we? Just the turret. turret. Basha will try to shoot that aft one. Well, what, what, what I'm thinking is, do we need to try to shoot two in the front? I guess it doesn't really matter because they're all going to. Oh, it doesn't matter. Two are getting through no matter what we do. So uh, I'm just trying to spread it out. The aft one's already taking damage. So I'm just like, well, maybe we can mm-hmm. keep that one from getting obliterated. But go for it, Tyler. I yeah, believe in this you. Is, this is not going to go well, fam. Not the TPK we wanted. Oh, I hit it. That oh. is a hit. Yay. Okay. That one's that one's that one's dead. Uh, you have to roll damage. Nah, you know about that. <laughs> it's 2d6, <laughs> and it has each of these asteroids six hull points. So, nice average roll will do it for you. Oh, no. <laughs> I, come, on, Ty- the, the come on, Tyler. If you're just... anything, you're average. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Below average. Five points against the room. Thanks. I just want to. I just. I just want to go on record, and this can get cut. I hate this encounter. <laughs> okay, um, so it's five more shield points down on the backside here, uh, taking it to 20. Um, Drew, you're going to do a little bit better on the front arc. You've got a massive plasma cannon. Nothing is getting through this if you can manage to hit. Well, I, of of one of the three, that's the thing. There are three of them. I don't know that I can hit all any more than one, but let's see if there's anything I can do to for that. <laughs> like I'm one, uh, wondering if I can broadside, but so unfortunately, yeah, I don't think broadside will would. Uh, uh, would work here. That would work if we had multiple weapons in the same arc, but we do mm-hmm. not. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, I'll just take a shot. Hey! Mm. Alright, cool. It's a 28 now, to hit. The only way you cannot destroy this thing is if you roll five ones on 5d12. So go ahead and roll that now. I would... I would cry. <laughs> uh, you did 36 points of damage. It's obliterated. Yay! <laughs> two more are just going to smash the front shields. First damage here on the front shields for 16 points Ugh. of damage. Brown. Wow. And that is the end of turn two. So 20 points of damage in the back, 16 in the front, 12 on the port side. Um, what would you guys like to do next? Uh, keep at it myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I, I think maybe miles should be balanced the shields. It's yeah. It's, it, it, it's, I think we're getting to the point where like, it might be a good thought to do it, but I think we can make it one more round. One more round. Okay. One more round. One more round. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh no. 
three on the dice. Jibber, that's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. Three precog, 17 total. Whew, you're you're jostled by these last three hits. Um, uh, it doesn't seem like you're getting help from the back of the ship. Miles, Are you, do you still want to just encourage or is it time to pull out the big guns? Start yelling at uh, Zinnia. No, I mean, Zinnia hasn't really been doing that bad. Um, uh, I haven't been doing great. I mean, I didn't say you were doing great. I say you haven't been doing that bad. <laughs> well, given that I don't have the bonus from trust, uh, it, it I think yelling at Xenia might be. I mean, I can try to yell point. at Xenia. Um, that is the demand action. So, yes, that's what are you you're demanding her not get hit by asteroids? <laughs> I'm going to take away her pizza privileges. Oh, you no. Know? If she's, if oh, she's no. not going to pull her apart. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, <laughs> if we get hit by asteroids if you want. <laughs> oh no! Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. This is intimidating. That's a, 30, that's a thirty-two. So I have that, 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 that. success. So it's plus so that four. gives me plus four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, plus four cool. to a specific oh, yeah. check. So all right, make that helm piloting. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. There we nice. go. 18 on the dice for a, I guess, Almost. total of 39. Almost. Almost. Two meteoroids are coming at you guys this round. Only two, though. Take you out to a local place, place now. Oh, I'm just hammering the front and the back. <laughs> I've rolled the forward and the aft shields again. One is coming at each. So I think you gunners know what to do. I'll try to shoot the one in the aft because I'm disappointing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Eight on the dice. Might need to start yelling at, at uh, Devasho. That is a miss. <laughs> Devasho does not respond well to yelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's a good point. Of You can demand more than once, but you can't do it to one person more than once. So... Oh no, Drew! A three oh, on the boy. dice. No, wait. Oh. I just want to say I've hit I'm, as many I'm times sorry. as Drew, and Drew's way better. I had a program randomly open on my computer that I was trying to quit, and I that accidentally opened an app or that accidentally rolled somehow. So wasn't even trying that's, to do that. That, that sounds like a lie. <laughs> Drew's trying to blame three on the separate, dice. No, if, if, you can you can watch my face not looking at the screen where I rolled the dice from. You still as I panic. Yeah, no, I was about to say this is the <sighs> this is the macro, so we're this going with it. Stupid. Let's roll this damage, folks. To the we front. Going this. to die. Seven points. That is. Uh, we're still, we're still okay. We still got two points in the front. Yep. The back's definitely It's like if I knocked a die on the floor and that counted as a roll. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I would count that. It would. (laughs) Oh, the back is destroyed. Uh, Six points of hull damage going through, but you've got got a ton here on the ship. How how many hull points do you got in total? Uh, 140. 140. Okay, so we're at 134 right now. Six, and the back shields are depleted, so... Going into round four, you, I mean, potentially, if you roll very poorly, I mean, you could have 16 more meteoroids coming your guys' way. <laughs> I mean, that could be very dangerous. You don't know what other dangers are out here in the middle of the, the deepest, darkest part of space. Keep that in mind as we go on to turn four. Trest, is, is anything going to break your concentration or are you going to keep on precogging? 
Oh boy. Gunners might um, need some help. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I'm not very much helped over there. Well, you can precog um, them, right? No. No. That's just oh, it's, it's just piloting, right? Exclusively piloting. Yeah. Um Captain can help them though. So that's true. Yeah. I mean, you can put up. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to decide if I still crap. I mean, I'm trying to decide if I want to go balance those shields. That's what I'm thinking. Not a bad idea. Let me see. Let me let me let me do a little bit of math here. I'm sorry. Um, you can I will allow because one of the science officer functions here is to predict the meteoroids movement. If you want to use the mystic scrying in the engineering phase um, to use mysticism instead of computers for that, I would allow it. It's a little more difficult, so it's DC 25, but you can give gunners a plus two if you Mm. succeed at that. That's that's what I'm reading from the the rules here for this specific encounter. Let's see. Yeah, I might uh, scooch over to the science officer's station and um, balance. I am going to, I'm going to let these shields ride for one more round, I believe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to try indeed to help out our, well, geez, I don't even know. Patrick has to roll a two on these D4s one day. Do I? Yeah, yeah, and he'll roll all twos when Rebecca uh, rolls to get just one yeah. eight things at the, the uh, thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to roll that. I'll try to roll that mysticism. Try to get that hard twenty five. Okay, scrying to help a gunner. Oh yeah, twenty six. All right, success. Um, you can. I mean, you can pick now which one you want to help out. Do you want to help out uh, an Echo 7 or a Kavash? Um, Whoever's on the bigger gun, whoever needs it. I mean, yeah, I think whoever is on the... We, we can uh, hold off gun. on the decision. Yeah, it's it just as like the next person to shoot. So you guys can decide amongst yourself. Let's go to helm phase. Miles is, uh, is, Spr- is Captain Sprouts going to sit back and in his comfy chair, is it time to get moving elsewhere on the ship what do you want to do this round man i don't know uh we were so close to a success last time with the helm phase um i don't know what do you guys think i mean there is the there is orders so you can push Mm -hmm. um and spend a resolve point and give somebody a bonus action that's a thing hey really at level six yeah that's one of the the things yeah, that you can it's one start of captain doing. actions. I mean, Although it's not listed action, on. Like what? Like could we fire a second time at one of these? That's that's. I think that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then a hundred percent, I'm gonna do that. Sounds good to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak out of sur- out of turn, uh, Patrick. I, I see that the the rules that you've copied here only specified demand and encourage, but no, I, I, I imagine. You can do most anything. I think these are just some specifics. But orders, if you wanted to order someone, so um, the it depends on the crew member targeted. Uh, so if you wanted to... Um, who has the best or... Well, who, who, who needs the order for, for blowing these asteroids away? Echo. Echo? All right. So I will order Echo to shoot more. <laughs> well, it says you can't take the same action twice. 
Mm. So you can take two actions, mm. but they might be in different parts of the ship. Now, oh. that still might be useful if we want to give it to if you want to give it to Azinia to do something else in addition to to piloting. Could or, I balance the shields? Yeah, or a gunner to shoot and do something in engineering. Would that count to shoot two different guns? No, mm. since it can't be the same action. I don't. Yeah, yeah, you can't shoot move stations. So. Shoot is an action, so I'm pretty sure this is meant for doing multiple things. Yeah, so mm. I, th- I think more of what, what Rebecca was talking about, where she could pilot and then stable as a shield or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think she could do that because that's the piloting station in the science officer. Like, technically, Trest could, is in the science officer position. Well, so as I, Captain, that says she can. Um, oh, well, th- that works. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, I don't see anything that <laughs> says it can be well. I mean, that's just I, a basic starship rule: is that you can only switch chairs at the top. So. For this one, I'm going to allow it because we're not in like normal starship combat. We're in like a longer period uh, of time. Scott's um, is saying, make it so. Well, you will <laughs> have to make if you were if you're trying to bug her piling check. You have to make a DC. 25 piling check yourself to, oh, to push. What? Yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, I didn't realize you had to succeed at the skill. At their Correct. Skill. So there's, mm. I mean, there's finally some, you know, potential for some, some failure here. Uh, potential, I guarantee. Well, what's your piloting uh, ranks? Plus, plus 11. Ooh, yeah, no, it's less than 50% chance there. So yeah. do you, you want to take that? Risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah. No risk, no reward. Ooh, two on the dice. I lied. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> You're bad at the game. Um, everyone's got book rerolls. It's the start of book oh, four. That's true. I but... book reroll. <laughs> All right, so I have no bonuses to my piloting check this time, right? No, I, yeah, you don't need them, fam. <laughs> Go right fine. ahead, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, Y'all get ready for eight. Whatever these are, meteorites. No, don't put that juju on. Please do not. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> newly christened Galchak's vision. Oh, uh, dude, this ship is going down. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. That's a uh, 22. That's six. That's only yeah. six. <laughs> only six. <laughs> only six. <sighs> oh, it could have been worse. It could have it, been eight. <laughs> uh, this is. Uh, that was a bad idea, Tyler. All right. Well, so <laughs> let me roll. I'm bound to roll a two now, right? Blame and Tyler on this one. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh no! What? Five of them are coming to the end. Coming to Devasho, the Devasho's in the turret, looking back, and is just like, guys, guys. <laughs> One the of them's the only thing they can shoot back there. One of them's coming to the uh, the starboard side, though, right? The two I, mean, I finally rolled. Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, the uh, I mean, anyone can shoot into any arc, technically speaking. So if we really wanted Drew to shoot the thing, we could. But yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah. Oh no, Drew's up. definitely taking the aft. I'm yeah, Dimash will like pull him and throw him in the turret, and then run over to the other side. All right, let's do let's do that single two first, um, Devasho. Yeah, well, get ready for disappointment. 
Get ready for the suckage. I roll the four on the dice. Ignore me. That's a miss, but th- this has four shields over here. So, oh, nearly minimum damage. Four points on that side. Bow. Hey, Drew. Pretty important that you, you get this one. At least one. And you've got a plus two to this. Are you ready to roll? (laughs) No. You're not going to blame it on your window? The last time there was Uh, legit something weird that uh, happened, but that's fine. We can ignore that. (laughs) Five asteroids coming in. One of them's destroyed, though. 26. If you can roll six on 2d6. Oh, right. Yeah, you still might not even destroy it because it's the crappy turret weapon. Come on. All you need to roll is one six. Oh, oh my god. No. So six points of damage. One is destroyed. Oh, and, Drew, you're, you're the and best. And four hit. <laughs> four land. All going through. 12d4 damage. All going to hole. Straight to the hole. Oh, that's so many dice. <laughs> 32 in total. I, You guys have 140? Uh, yeah, our critical start, right? threshold is 28. Oh, we're hitting that critical threshold. Oh, it's been so long. It's been so long for the rules of this game. Let's see here. 1D20. Man, that was exactly what you needed. Well, though, I guess. Well, we already had six damage, so, I mean, he got it. I'm liking all the ones I see in there. Okay. Uh, Who wants to roll a D100 for me? We'll we'll see which system is affected. Miles, you do it. Rebecca does. Let's do it, Rebecca. Blame everything on the pilot if this goes south. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't blame me with with that roll that i just had that's a 51 okay 51 believe it or not is a weapons array and great we, uh awesome. i roll i'll roll one of my 500 d4s i've rolled this game to determine which arc uh that is the port side arc so one of those laser cannons is glitching so minus two penalty. One more turn to get through this asteroid field. Uh, back to the engineering phase. Uh, what do we want to do? Anything different? Do we want to get some shield points back? Just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah. yeah um, oh, you guys both both talked to Miles. Jabert, do you have uh, something you want to do? Uh, yeah, I'm going to call upon the spirit that I found. And I'm going to cast a level one spell, spirit bound computer. Mm. Give myself a little. I'm going to give myself. Well, not not myself. Uh, I'm going to ask the spirit to roll computers for me. Uh, <laughs> bonus the spirit has is plus seventeen. Spirit nerd, get over here! <laughs> I, need I need help, nerd. So, and, and you're going to use your your magic capabilities to to do what action to um. To rebalance the shields. Uh, is it, This is an engineering action, though, right? No. Sci- science officer. Oh, oh you want to rebalance and not um, uh, get shield points back. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So that one's a, a pretty easy one if memory serves. It is 25 as well. Is it? Yeah. It's a hard oh, wow. One. Never mind. That's pretty hard. Yeah, roll yeah. it. Scan, scan is pretty easy, but this one is not... 
Oh my god, oh. so close to the 18. Dang it. The nerd didn't help at all. <laughs> like, I've never seen a computer before. Are you trying so, to reach a clown? <laughs> maybe Sprouts would want to go down to engineering and try and actually generate shield points. Okay. That would be engineering um yeah divert well so to... so here here's my here's my question do we want to do that or do we want to put everything we have into piloting because piloting is the only thing that is going to limit the amount of meteors mm. that go and, after us and this is the last round that we have to get through right it is yeah, yeah. you it um you get 10 shield points back if you are able to divert in the engineering phase so it's DC 20 um, engineering check to, to do that, but it's up to you. I have a plus 11, so I need to get a nine or higher. Oh, boy. Sounds good. Do you want to do that or do you want to help out with piloting? I mean, you uh, can't push, so I'd only be a plus two. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy both ways. I guess it's up to Miles. Um. Yeah, let's, let's let's try the shield. Why not? As a reminder, it took twenty-eight or something points of uh, damage last round because it has no shields. Oh, got it, Miles. Twenty-one. All right, so ten shield points back. Helm phase. Let's go. All right. No pressure, Rebecca, go. but <laughs> ship's taking some dents. Oh, that's a natural twenty. Yes. Oh, needed. No, it's only a thirty-seven. It's only a thirty-seven. <laughs> if I had had those bonuses, like oh, even, don't, the don't, plus don't four, you, even, even with it, well, it would have <laughs> taken plus bonus. two. It wouldn't done a thing. Yeah, it, w- it would have taken both bonuses, which we didn't have. But right, two right, right, meteoroids that's what I'm saying. coming at you. Just two. Ooh, one to the front where we've only got two shield points and one to the starboard side. What would uh, Devasho, Echo 7, what guns do you want to take? I would take the front. Yeah, I think you should both shoot at the front. <laughs> oh, uh, that's that's a good point. That is something you can do. The The other side has 21 shield points. Yeah, both yeah, that, need to, the shields the, back there are fine. The captain has decided. <laughs> All right, let's get the Focus useless fire on the away. front. Decided. Let us destroy this. Ooh, nice. That's from Devasho. Now you're on the mining laser. That's 2d6. Yes. Oh, I'm undestroyed. Nice. Oh, all right. No pressure yet. Well, Drift. but he shot at the front. So didn't that destroy? Did that destroy the uh, the thing at the front? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just two. It's two asteroids, right? Yeah. yeah oh, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, you might as well, you might as well shoot the one on the starboard. Just we don't oh, need good to point. take that damage. Yeah. So. Yeah. I forgot. Let's make it clean right sweep. Yeah. Finish strong. Oh, yeah. That one's okay. Shout. Uh, well, the, the side cannons are 48 uh, heavy laser cannons, so roll that for me. You can still roll low, but you didn't. Oh, boy. You just you absolutely <laughs> demolished that one. And we are out of the star field of asteroids. And you guys have survived with, I mean... A little bit of hole damage, not going to lie. It needs some repairs, but you can get those shield points back. Get on your way. I'm just saying rolling 6d4 and having five of them turn up four is bonkers. That's not, that's unreal. It's unlikely. (laughs) Certainly unlikely. Yeah, they were coming right up your your tailpipe. Um, But yeah, you guys can breathe a, a sigh of relief and get back to work 
on on chasing down the prodigal stone. Um, let's let's go a little fast as some days will pass here, and uh, whoever wants to make me these computer checks to to track, uh, make four in total. Ooh. Oh, natural 20 <laughs> sprouts. Captain sprouts right. is hot on the tail. <laughs> yep. Uh, three, more. three more. Yep. Is, is, this, is this not my, my second natural 20 computers track today? I mean, you're, you're rocking it. Who knew you were the computers nerd? It's a 25 success. I think you need less than five. Another 25 mm-hmm. in a row. Oh, and a 17. Natural one. Ooh, Any chance my assisting him would help? No. Um, uh, we, we would have to have. It, I mean, it, that, that is still plus four, so we'd have to have. Uh, I'll allow it post haste. Normally, um, go ahead and if anyone else wants to roll computers to aid, we would need two aids here to to make this still a success. Oh, I burn a spell and don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Natural two will do that. Uh, Rebecca, do you want to roll Xenia? I mean, I auto aid. Oh, good point. Right? Anybody else? Can anyone else do computer? I mean, the has one rank in it, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so no pressure here, Tyler. Oh no! Nope, nope, oh wait, nice. we, we were just trying to aid, right? Aid, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that aids. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That aids. All right. Then two aids. We will move forward because otherwise, you've been able to track this thing very clearly. And after four days of successfully tracking the comet. Uh, you come across your next weird space anomaly in the form of a massive ionized nebula that takes the form of uh, a blue cloud in space where you see like little arcs of electricity every once in a while and your your scanners your your comms they go a little haywire as you come into contact with it Interference from this phenomenon seems to be obscuring the trail, making it impossible to follow forward any further. But your the, the quick scans that you make from Gauchek's vision reveals a small ship, a starship floating at an odd angle just inside the nebula that seems to be conducting electricity from the, the cloud. You see these small bolts kind of hitting its hull every once in a while. Uh, make me a computer's check to, to scan, and I'll tell you what you see. 26. That is exactly what you need for a success here. Um, nice. You are able to scan the vessel. It has no power, though you are reading some energy readings from the cloud when it hits, and it, it's maybe like popping things to life every once in a while here. Uh, there are no life signs on board. Is it's a ghost ship? But are there oh, ghost God. signs? Yeah. Are there? Is is there an un? An, oh my goodness! Death signs? We, <laughs> There's just nothing but have. undead professors in there. You guys have to fight. <laughs> is <laughs> your it, favorite is, combat? Is it uh this? Yeah, yeah. Ectoplasm all over the place. Or, <laughs> oh, it's coating the windows and the walls. I knew it. Captain Sprouts, what do you want to do here? Um, hmm. I mean, can we scan for anything useful? Uh, as far as like what, what would be like useful stuff for us? Well, anyway, with engineering or um, rest, if you want to roll culture, go right ahead. Um, the next thing you can scan for, um, well, I, I will say if you open up comms, you get nothing but like a strange hissing sound that comes back. 
Um, but you can make X um, connect with the ship's transponder if you want. Uh, so, so Zinnia got a natural 20 on engineering. I was so proud of my 18 on the die for my culture check. <laughs> Everyone's rolling 20s You almost skills. doubled it. Rebecca's just styling on everybody. She just doesn't care. Well, yeah, I except think, for piloting, apparently. <laughs> Trust, you can tell that this is a Sheeran-style vessel, but with Zinnia's expertise, not only you can tell that, but Zinnia, you understand this is a transport vessel. This is like a civilian vessel and it looks very old. Um, um, like it's been in service for a long time. Like we're talking old, like a hundred years or like a thousand years? Uh, closer like to a hundred. So maybe like 50 or 60. Okay. So could this have been the vessel that the Exodus wasn't there an exodus to this rock that we think we found out? About? Yeah, that there were from the notes that you got in the the sea caves under all um, New Graca. <clears throat> there were frequent pilgrimages supposedly to this forever reliquary um, many years ago, mm-hmm. um, but no longer. Yeah, but uh, Captain Sprouts, as as he accessed the ship's transponder data, the the ship's computer uh, says, transponder data received. This is the eternal melody, a part of a convoy of ships in a Hylaxian pilgrimage, along with two other vessels. Um, can we request from the computer a, a, a crew status report? Uh, that will not come in the transponder. That would be something in the, the ship's computer you would have to... Uh hard access maybe in the Sweet ship's tree. log what do, you, what do you think as you guys you guys want to uh check out the the vessel or do you want to yes um every anyone can make me a computer's check as you um you'll have to plot a course to it how, how you do oh boy well, there you miles go. No, we don't have to we're fine Another natural twenty. Well, this this uh, as you're plotting your course here, like Captain Sprout. Twenty tonight for computers. <laughs> you're you're pretty sure that there's some danger in piloting your ship into this nebula, as these electrical arcs could strike your ship and cause systems to short out. Ah, but we have no systems to short out. We're fine. <laughs> I, I should say at this point, of course, you've already um, patched and, and and made the the gunnery system that was damaged um, uh, made repairs to that. Mm. But um, it will be fairly difficult piloting checks to navigate the nebula and, and not take any um, critical damage is, is how these electrical arcs will will function. So is our, our hull points back or are those still down? All oh, those are still down. Okay. Hmm. Devasha would vote for going to the nebula. Whole points be darned. Yeah. Um, I will I will do what I can to try to use premonition to um, detect if the uh, if a lightning bolt's about to hit us or something. Um, if that is helpful for the for the piloting check. Yeah, for this one, um, I will allow that and if any other person wants to roll computer or physical science, um Actually, yeah, yeah. Computers or physical science. And, um, oh, gosh. 
We will allow that. Okay, so failure on, on trust. Uh, Sprouts, this is a success and actually says... I got a 37 for what it's worth. When you exceed... Oh, did you already roll piloting? No, she rolled she roll computers. No, computers. Oh, sorry. I, I imagine if you're piloting, you're not going to be able to um, roll computers. Oh, okay. But you have a couple of successes from Sprouts Marlow here, so you will get a plus four uh, for this first check. Go ahead and make uh, the piloting check for me. We can't just take the 19 on the dice from that loud. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that's a two on the dice. What'd you get? Uh, that's a 19 on piloting check. It is. Uh, we're going to do this a couple of times, but this is a, a DC 30 piloting check. Oh, no. My and piloting rolls are cursed ah. tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this is going to be a critical to a system. Someone roll a D100 for me. Oh. 78. Uh, 78 is going to the engines. No, so boy. not the first one you want to roll as this is a minus two glitching to all pilot actions. Uh, let's go turn two. We've got some more of these. Um, go right ahead. Roll our mysticism trust. And anybody else wants to roll computers? Um, Miles, I imagine you want to try and roll that 20. Yep. Okay, so a couple of successes here. You're going to get a plus uh, eight bonus in total here, Rebecca. So a little easier. Now, if you roll two, it's not going to do, but you've rolled you've rolled much better. So success Ooh, that round. <laughs> uh, let's go on to round three. Everyone can roll for me. You're just slowly like cutting the engines and drifting into this this huge blue nebula. Uh, all right, so that's going to be two successes from Sprouts, one success, Trest, plus six here, Rebecca. All right. 30, so 36. Don't, don't need their help. Yeah, it's DC 30, so round four, no critical fail for three. Okay. I've got uh, some successes on the computers from Captain Sprouts and Trest. Mm. Go ahead and roll me that piloting. Okay, she's embarrassing <laughs> these rolls now. <laughs> Coming back from the two, why don't you just go ahead and roll me the fifth piloting check <laughs> so we don't need all three. See if we need the eight. Oh, we're going to need the eight. You've rolled yep. another two. <laughs> oh, no. Sprouts. Sprouts rolled the two. Uh, that is another failure, which means someone roll a D100 for me. I'll do it this time. <sighs> 38. 38 is a weapons array and I'll roll that randomly uh, yeah that front huge plasma cannon is, is glitching but you are able to make it to a small pocket surrounding the eternal melody where it seems to be taking most of these electrical shocks and um, you're pretty sure your ship will be safe from from these attacks, uh, so long as you're within like a loci of of this other ship that's acting like a lightning rod. As you get up close to it, you can see its exterior is highly marred and corroded. It is a it is odd. It doesn't look necessarily like weapons fire. Uh, give me a engineering check as you guys are examining this ship. What'd you get, Rebecca? Uh, 27. Okay. That is going to be enough. And not only can 
can you tell this, but um, you you understand these are some odd marks, but Echo 7 as well, without a roll, you can look at the scoring on the hull of this vessel and another flood of memories assault you all at once. As you've seen starship damage like this before, once and only once on the hull of the Geist Hammer, your former and Rampton vessel. As you escaped in a life pod away from the destroyed vessel, you saw something from the depths of space that seemed to devour your former ship. The memory of the thing returning to you now, you realize it was some kind of living creature out in space that attacked your starship, like a giant space bug of some kind. The name of the beast on the tip of your cybernetic tongue, as you would call it, slicing the Geist Hammer in half. A monster known as To Be Continued. Oh! Bum, bum, bum. That monster is not only powerful, but always disappointing at the end of the night. Bum, bum, bum. Very Star Trek episode in my mind, doing all kinds of fun spaceship things that aren't blowing up enemy starships. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. Tyler put the expanse in my head. So when we were approaching a ghost ship, I was like, are we sure we want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> are we yeah, sure? I, this was, is a I ghost? was thinking that there's an episode <laughs> say, of uh, Star Trek start with the animated series where they go through this, this, this um, kind of cloud nebula mm-hmm. and very similar to this. Mm. So I mean, you act like the expanse is the only place where exploring a, a decrepit ship is scary. Like that's all over Star Trek. It, it's, it's, it's never well, I'm scary. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that Tyler put the expanse in my head and I was thinking yeah, I hear, of the and wake and yeah. Know. But it's yeah. also never scary in Star Trek. I don't know, man. There's some some scary no, it's stuff. never scary oh, in Star Trek. I've, I've, if, I've never okay. observed it being when, scary when in Star Trek. <laughs> when you're six and you are encounter the the ship from uh the episode uh where they, they get caught in the the rift that drains all the energy out of their ship that's part of this ancient war. Booby trap is the name of the episode. Uh, that's a little that's great. A little but when creepy. you're six, the tree outside your window is scary. Yeah. Oh man, don't get me started on that tree. <laughs> I cut like, that tree, tree down. There, there, there ain't reavers in that episode, son. That ain't the event horizon. Guys, stop uh, spoiling everything for next week's episode before we get to it. <laughs> no, it's uh, reavers in event horizon. No. Oh, Let, that we'll sounds figure, horrible for us. We'll right figure now. out the uh, the mystery of of Drew's former ship, the Geist Hammer. This new ship, the Eternal Melody. Next time. Until then, everyone. Thanks for playing with me. Thank, thank, thank you, Patrick. thank you, listeners. Thank thanks you. for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, listeners. Good night. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for all the fish. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.